Hey guys, welcome back to Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, naked people, and more. So today, it's uh, we're recording at the end of December. <laughs> this will be airing later <laughs> in 2020, but I'm going away for a long time, so that's why we are having the wonderful Leanne on the show today. Hello! Yay! So happy that you're here recording with me and also having chocolate for breakfast because... Yeah. Talk over breakfast is great. <laughs> um, but funny how we met. So I guess, um, I think I was training or something at mm-hmm. Richmond one day. And then you're like, are you Sia? Do you that podcast you're by the Yes. <laughs> like, Unrecognized, or definitely recognizable <laughs> voice. So I like, oh. couldn't, couldn't uh, mistake you for sure. <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm from Ireland. I do this. I just moved here. And I'm like... You gotta be on the show! And that was a few months ago, and now you're finally on the show. Finally here, yes. Yay. <laughs> well, you did a bit of traveling and stuff, too, mm-hmm. and you went back home for bed, and then... Yeah, and built yeah. up loads to talk about on the show. Which is perfect. Yeah! So, okay, let's just dive right into it, because I also have to catch a flight today. <laughs> and I need to eat lunch and clean my house, because it's looking, like, cray-cray. Anyway, <laughs> let's go into what you do. Who mm-hmm. are you, in your own words? And go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. Um, I am a pole dance instructor, uh, dancer, performer, and stripper. So, and I also have an admire me as well. So, I'm interested in all avenues of sex work. Yeah. And uh, I've been doing this in some way, shape, or form for uh, six years now. Oh wow, that's a good amount of time. Yeah. 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 So full time job. For four years. Oh, wow. I'm instructing for six, and I have been doing pole and in the industry for 10 years. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so you're well experienced. Yeah. You're basically an expert at this point. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yes, you are. So, okay, there's so many places I want to start. So, okay, 10 years in total. Mm. How did you get started? Obviously, I think you have a dance background. You did mention that. Were you classically trained? I, I actually I actually have zero dance background. Oh, wait, what? Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind, then. Yeah. No, that's flattering, though. Um, no, I have no dance background. I was a swimmer when I was younger, so I was used to training regularly, and I was used to competitions. And then I left everything when I was a teenager and I only got into pole when I was uh, 20 after a breakup. And the guy that I was going out with had said, uh, oh, I would never want you to do pole dancing lessons. Fuck. Yeah. And I'd seen it on morning TV and like, you know, every time, every year everyone's like, oh, this celebrity is doing pole dancing. I was like, really? It's a new (laughs) thing? I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. guys. Yeah. So (laughs) I was like, oh, I want to do this. And my dad, actually, he was really excited for me to be doing something on my own. Wow. Um, yeah, so That's he amazing. was yeah, he was like I'll I'll pay for your terms to do it. Um so yeah, go ahead, go start pole dancing lessons. That's awesome. Um yeah, it was great. There were no pole studios in Ireland at the time. Okay. So, yeah, it was in uh the basement of a hotel in the function room. <laughs> 
Yeah, with custom made 50 millimeter poles, oh low God. ceilings. Yeah. Wow. Um, they would put up the poles for the lessons and they would take them away afterwards. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it sounds so tiring, but yeah. cool. Hey, yeah. that's start somewhere, right? So. Exactly, yeah. And that company is actually still going and I've gone back and taught for them as well. So, Yay! Yeah, that's Hopefully great. no longer in the basement of a hotel. Actually, it, <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh, it's still. also in like a rugby crash center. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a like a recreational center. It's in a toy store. I went and I taught in a toy store once. What? They'll rent any space. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's super cool. Good for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it it gives people a good way of starting pole, but we've loads of pole studios in Ireland now. Okay, Thank I was going to ask. So I'm like, there are actually like pole, like designated areas for that now? Yes. Places for that? Yeah. So I did move on to training in pole studios pretty quickly after I started there. And then I started competing pretty quickly as well. And that's when everything kind of took off for me. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned terms. So is it, is it kind of similarly based to how it's, structured in Australia then there's like a like a school term I guess yeah in most studios in Ireland it is like that it's six week terms especially yeah in all studios except the one that I ended up working in for the longest time so the one that I worked in which is Irish Pole Dance Academy mm-hmm. my my home Aww, uh, yeah that. <laughs> that would be very similar to Tantra um, where mm-hmm. they have well we used to have Mind Body and they have something else very similar now and people sign up for three six or twelve months okay yeah. okay yeah interesting yeah so I I really like that system and I'm okay. used to that from home now, but everywhere else is you're doing six the weeks term. of pole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which suits some people. It's, it's not for me. Yeah. It's hard. It just depends like what kind of schedule you have. Cause that's what, like, it's a commitment thing mm-hmm. and I don't have that commitment. Like I yeah. have a really wonky schedule and all of the fucking place. Uh huh. It's also a commitment to like the same day every week kind of yeah. thing, which I think is, uh, it, yeah, it's unrealistic for me. I know it would be unrealistic for you. So yeah, yeah. totally. But it some would people work for need some that. People. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some people need that kind of structure in their life and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But okay, cool. So you started that way mm-hmm. and yeah. then you started getting into pole dancing competitions? Yes. So when I moved to my first studio that I started training in, they were like, oh, you should compete. Um, there was a competition running, which is still running actually, Pole Princess. And they, it, it's a great competition. It's a good starter competition. It mm-hmm. is on an X stage. Oh man! Are you uh, serious? Yeah, and okay. it's been running for over ten years. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So if yeah. you guys don't know what an exchange <laughs> is, it's like a little pole on a little mini stage, and, I, and it's yeah. not even a stage. It's like a little platform. It's a platform, and it's freestanding as well. Which so is it's sketchy. N- yeah, it's not connected <laughs> to anything. I do own one as well, but it is. It's not. It's not my favorite way to uh, to perform. No. Um, yeah. It's also. I mean, it's quote unquote portable, but it is very heavy (laughs) very very heavy (laughs) yeah it's not going anywhere like you can you can do doubles and everything on it but it is it's it's not it's not the same as a trust system so anyway I did pole princess I actually won it was my first time ever on stage ever doing anything oh my gosh (laughs) really yeah but I was like oh I I love this I actually remember the moment during my routine when I was like oh oh this is this is so much fun (laughs) yeah so after that when I won that I started to teach so at the time in Ireland because it was it was quite a long time ago Mm -hmm. the idea was if you win a competition you can teach 
Oh, so yeah. you need to have those credentials in place in order for you to become an instructor, quote unquote. Yes, yeah. But I, I did. So I didn't do any formal instructor training. I okay. did informal instructor training in the studio that I worked in. Yeah. Um, so I learned how to do the warm up and the cool down and the basic structure of the class. Right. And then that was it. Uh, I was hooked from then on. I was like, oh, now teaching. I love teaching as well as competing. Yeah. This is amazing. Totally. Yeah. So I won. I went and I won another competition in the UK um, awesome. shortly after that. And that was a, an amazing experience as well. And then I continued teaching at that studio. And then I left that studio and I was kind of floating around like a little studio nomad for a while. (laughs) I'm going from place to place, wherever it would have me just to train for competitions. I won another competition and then I found my home studio, which did require a certification. So I did my Mm -hmm. expert training and that was it. I I just kept teaching from then. Wow. Mm. That's quite a journey. Okay. So a couple of things here. So you mentioned the first time you won the competition, then you were able to teach. Yes. Do you agree with that? Um, <laughs> in hindsight, no, <laughs> no. Um, but I I do agree with maybe if you win a competition. So at that time in the pole industry, it might have made sense because there were very few competitions, very mm-hmm. few people competing. Right. So if you did win, the idea was that you're really committed to pole. If right. you were able to enter and win a competition, but now we have thankfully a lot more competitions and yeah. a lot more people entering so if there were people winning I won intermediate <laughs> and I was like now you can teach so oh my god yeah so but if there were people winning like every year and then they could become instructors there would just be a, a huge amount there'd be a lot yeah maybe it would be better if it was oh you've won this competition I'd like you to teach if you got your certification yeah totally yeah that may that would make sense for me yeah, yeah. and then going on and working in Irish Pole Dance Academy where everyone has has like a base level pole certificate they, a lot of people have personal training certificates as right. well that one that was great and and that made a lot of sense for me yeah as that well, totally to makes there. a lot of sense as mm-hmm. well because like obviously you're working with your body and it's very physical and you can seriously injure yourself you uh, yes uh, yes and others you have an instructor like uh-huh. <laughs> Whenever you're instructing, there's just like legs flying everywhere. Of course. Heels flying everywhere, <laughs> limbs, you know. Yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah, and you need to know how to properly spot people when they're falling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But Yeah, so I learned, I learned as I went, and I'm really grateful for all of the opportunities that have been given to me by the different studios in Ireland. But Irish Pole Dance Academy is it structured very well, very similar to Tantra, really mm-hmm. well organized, this is how you do it. This is what we're doing. And it's everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. And it was just it was a really great place to be and a really great place as a, as a student. That's as awesome. Well. It was amazing. And it was training there um, that helped me go and win the All-Ireland Pole Dance Championship. Wow. So, yeah. So the owner of Irish Pole Dance Academy, uh, Arlene Caffrey, she won two years in a row. Wow. And then I joined Irish Pole Dance Academy and I won that year as well. So Amazing. yeah, um, we have been, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost 100% positive we're the only people who wore heels. Really? Yes. Is that not a thing there? Like it's it not a wasn't. Color? Oh. <laughs> oh my god. 
my gosh. So it wasn't. I mean, you could bring your heels and you could train in open studio in the pole studios, but they'd be kind of worried about their floor yeah. or worried about like other things. Um, it wasn't as open. Irish Pole Dance Academy has always been very exotic, very classic, never shied away um, from it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So gotcha. it's, it's a, a great place to, to train for heels and for technique. And then, yeah, I'm really glad that we won the the championships in heels. Yeah, um, with, represent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, then it exploded everywhere. I mean, you can't right. escape it anywhere now. So everywhere is in heels, and they all have their exotic classes, Good. which is great. Yeah. I want to ask about that. Like, is that still a thing? Is there still kind of had stigma before? Like before? Like what year was this roughly? I think I won in 2015. Okay, yeah, it's not that long no. ago. No. Interesting. Um, yeah. Was there a lot of stigma with that too back then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there's been there's been some kind of ongoing issues with it as well. We have pole theater now and that has mm-hmm. a classic category. So yes. people can wear their heels there and that's fine. Yes. Um, classic guys, if you're not familiar with pole theater, you have to it's required to take at least one piece of clothing off. So mm-hmm. it's like a strip tease, but obviously you don't get naked in these competitions, but yeah. Yes. Whereas in other competitions, it's required to not take clothing yeah. off. <laughs> um, That's the fun part. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it is uh, It is still still kind of mixed, but it, it's become a huge amount more popular with That's heels, good. which is great. It's really great to see it. And it's uh, just just wonderful to see people celebrating uh, the roots of pole dancing. Totally. I was just going to say to like get back to like stripper culture and you just get back mm-hmm. to where it all started and where it all began. So mm-hmm. on that note, uh, how did you get started with stripping? Okay, so it's actually kind of interesting. I had a false start when I was 23. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do it. And we had friends who worked in a club in Ireland, in Dublin. Okay. And they were like, come in and we'll, we'll try it one night. And my friend and I did, and we did not like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't realize that we would have to hustle so much. Yeah, it's um, a huge part of it. That I think yeah. a, not a lot of people realize, and especially as Danny from episode 10 or whatever, Column Squares, you know, a lot yes. of people coming into the industry are not aware of that. Yeah, especially if you, as a young woman, are used to going on a night out and having people approach you, mm-hmm. and then you go on <laughs> a night out in a club and you're working and you have to approach people, as it's completely different <laughs> totally different yes and you're sober but you still have to stay up until 3 or 4 a.m and <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it is completely different so we didn't really enjoy it mm-hmm. that club that we went to and it still actually works like this even though that was a long time ago mm-hmm. you don't get paid on the night you get paid when you go back you what? don't get, yeah oh my god <laughs> you don't ah! get paid for your first dance either because oh my when, yeah when people pay in they get a voucher for a dance oh wow so you don't get paid for your first dance and then also you only make i think it was 60 percent on the dance Oh my god! And dances are seventy euro. <laughs> so oh my god. you, yeah, you're 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 not making a lot of money, right? Um, but you don't pay a house fee. Okay. Yeah, but you don't get tipped on stage. 
Okay. Yeah. So I'm having a hard time with this right, right. now. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that that club that club in particular is super busy. I do know girls that work there now. They really love it. Mm-hmm. It's a very touristy kind of club. A lot of stag parties. No women allowed. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have tried to go, and they've been and you're like, like, "No, nah. <laughs> you're like, not coming." Fine. So that was um, that was seven years ago now that I did that, and I didn't go back. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was fine. I was like, okay, well, that wasn't really for me. Yeah, I you tried because, it. You didn't yeah, like it. Okay. I thought because I loved pole that I would love it, and I I didn't. I just remember being really cold, <laughs> so cold. <laughs> and Let's I all get chilly. Yeah, I also remember someone turning around to me and being like, "Oh, do you work here?" And I was like, "Oh dear, maybe I don't look like I work here." <laughs> So I'd gotten it out of my system and then two years ago I had a friend ask me if they could stay in my apartment while they went to a club in Dublin. Mm -hmm. I had actually shot a music video the week before in this club. Just complete coincidence. They'd rented it out for a Sunday and I'd shot a music video there and the music video didn't go anywhere so you can't see it anywhere unfortunately. Ah, Darn it, I was like, where's the video? Yeah, it's really good though but uh, yeah, no. And I did poll for like six hours for the music video and it was really fun. Oh my gosh, cool. Yeah, I'll try to find it, but yeah, it's possibly <laughs> lost at this stage. Uh, so I was like, oh, no way, I've been to that club. And she was like, oh, really? We're g- I'm going there because my friend works there. And I was like, oh, that's my friend also. <laughs> hmm, of course. maybe I should go with you. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah. And I was going out with my current boyfriend at the time. He lived in New York and we mm-hmm. were doing long distance for a year. And I hit him up and I was like, hey, I'm going to go in with Ava and I'm going to go try out this club tonight. And I might just go see what it's like and sit there with her and see what's going on. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's gonna that sounds absolutely fine. Yay. Yeah, he's honestly so great. He's super supportive. We can that's we awesome. can talk a little bit more about that because, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's, I couldn't, I honestly couldn't do all this without him for sure. <laughs> and yeah, so I went in and I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I loved it. I really loved it. I didn't make a lot of money on my first night, but I was like, I can make money here. Oh, okay. So what was the difference between like your first club and this mm, experience? Okay. This club, I prefer to call it like a, like an old man pub with strippers in it. <laughs> yeah. It's like an Irish bar. Like it's, it's really quiet, low ceilings, mm-hmm. really small stage, like a really small stage. It's just a little step up onto the stage. It's carpeted. It's, no, no, <laughs> no, I know. Which I actually, I honestly really like dancing on the carpet (laughs) now because there's a, there's like, you can use your brakes on your heels like really easily on the carpet and I I really enjoy it except for all the carpet burns that you get, but you know, I liked it. (laughs) That's a thing. Yes. The poles, the 50 millimeter like piece of scaffolding. It's not a, it's not like a pole at all. The ceiling is so low. (laughs) Um, People don't go on the pole. Like you could go a whole week there and never see anyone get up on the stage. So it's it's not much. It's not like a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It became a thing more, I think, as I started going and more girls who actually did pole started going there but yeah it's not a thing there at all okay I'm it's more like walking the floor working the floor it's working the floor it's talking to talking to customers Mm -hmm. and VIP dances right yeah so we have a lot of VIP rooms and that's how you make your money you also make money on drinks 
So, oh, okay. Yeah, so in Ireland you get a cut of the drink. So if someone buys you a uh, cranberry juice, a, a <laughs> cocktail, um, you get a, you get five euro. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can make money on drinks. Yeah, so I keep seeing great. that structure too because I was looking. Do you follow the striptease agency? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 So I was looking at a couple of her of her things. Um, yeah. We can get into later. So. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. So I do follow her actually as I really want to work in Paris. I really want to do it. There's that one work... in Tokyo that I want to do. Yes. So. But you just you need to do two weeks minimum. Yeah. There's oh, like... So guys, if you're... <laughs> I know it's a complete sidebar. Yes. <laughs> but there's an account called the Striptease Agency, shout out, who um, is basically a rep for like a lot of different strip clubs around the world feel free to go give her a follow mm-hmm. <laughs> not sponsored by her yeah <laughs> but um she has a lot of opportunities around the world so if you are interested in that type of gig follow the account there's yeah. a lot of things going on there lots of minimum kind of week uh commitments and stuff but the, the breakdown is on there like how you get yeah. paid um housing and stuff like that floor fees if there are any uh, any kind of like tips and stuff that you guys get all on there so it is a good way of getting an insight into how other clubs in other countries work, work. yeah yeah Totally. It is completely different from country to country and then from club to club too, which yeah. it can be so difficult to keep track of. Totally. And it's definitely very different in Ireland to anywhere else that I've been. Right, yeah. So can you explain a bit more about that? Yeah, so we don't have house fees. Right. We do not pay to work. We do not have a roster. I'm, oh. Yeah, I'm kind of speaking in general and then more like more specifically just for my club, but I do know a lot about the other clubs as well. It's a very small community in Ireland. People would not tell people what they do outside of there. Like right. It's, it's super conservative yeah. over there. Yeah. Yes, we're it, Ireland as a country is making really great strides mm-hmm. towards being more progressive. And once you we latch onto an idea in Ireland, we're like, yeah, that's cool, that's fine, we'll go with it. But with stripping, I think because of the type of clubs that we have, they are very different to here. Mm-hmm. They are not like nightclubs. They are way more like what I would call like a gentleman's lounge or a gentleman's club. Okay. It's all men. It's usually men on their own. Oh. A lot of regulars. Really? Oh, yes. then that can kind of work out. Yes, I <laughs> loved it. I loved it so much. You do get groups of people coming in and they they're usually quite confused because yeah. they're usually American or Canadian tourists, right? And they're tourists and they're like, "Where are the girls dancing on the poles or people from the UK would be like can we get dances at the tables which is the thing they do in the UK we do not do that in Ireland either so it's all private VIP dances it's all private VIP dances oh okay so totally different but Mm -hmm. an interesting structure then yeah and you get 50% of your dances so dances start at 30 it's the the basic structure is it's 10 euro per minute so it's 30 euro for 3 minutes 40 for 4 50 for 5 whoa so the way that I would phrase it is is someone's like how much is a dance I would say it's 50 euro for five minutes or it's 100 for a VIP dance so you can phrase it whatever way you like so you can use all different sales techniques totally I do not tell them about the 30 euro dances no (laughs) what's that (laughs) I I, I, I 
exist. Someone, if someone asks about them, I'll be like, oh, that's not my, worth my time or yours. Yeah, no, exactly. Because <laughs> that goes by so quick anyway. It's so quick. It's so quick. And people pay in advance as well. So oh, perfect. Yeah, so they pay in advance. You get your tokens and then you mm-hmm. cash in your tokens at the end of the night. That's like a casino. Um, yep, that's it. <laughs> Interesting. Now, in the club that I worked in, and this worked out so well for me, it was very casual. You could have your phone. You could have a bag. You could come in whenever you wanted to. Wow. You could sit around in your tracksuit if you wanted to. I've made a lot of money in my tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no wonder you love this place. Like, yes. so amazing. It's so good. It's like a family. Other clubs, they do not let you have a phone on you. They mm. make you come in at a certain time, even though they can't do that really with the self-contractor laws that we have in Ireland. Okay. They shouldn't be able to tell you, you have to be here at a certain time. You have to leave at a certain time if you're not on a contract. Right. But they do. And the, the girls don't want to get told, well, we can't, you can't come back. They also take a percentage of the girls' tips in other clubs, which is not what they yeah. do in mine. The thing that we have in Ireland as well, which I, I don't think that you guys have here because your clubs are so big, mm-hmm. it would not work. We leave secretly. We let the club <laughs> stay open after we close the doors. Oh, okay. So if there are big spenders inside, I've been in the club until like 7 a.m. Oh my God. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. No, so they're we, super freaking strict here. It's always like, right? close. Yeah. lights up right at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. done. Even if it's like, oh, I want to get one last dance for you and I'm the last dancer. And it's like, sorry, mm-hmm. it's closed. We're done. Yeah. So I like that as well. I like rules and I like structure because yeah. in Ireland, sometimes you'll be like, oh, but I, I, I've done this before and it was okay before. So why can't I, why can't you just let me do this again? And they're like, oh no, because th- we want to go home, you know? So it, mm. it, it is very dependent on how management feels. Yeah. If they are tired or if they don't think that the guy is going to spend a lot of money maybe on the bar, they should not be serving drinks after hours, but <laughs> we <laughs> sometimes still do sometimes. <laughs> um, if the guy is only going to spend money on one girl, they may not keep it open. But if we have people who will spend every, every 30 minutes, they'll spend 1,250 euro and they'll get three girls and we'll all just have like a fake party and what? we'll just sit around talking and that sounds amazing doing and just chatting and stuff yeah. like that yeah so it well, is fun it is great in my club but they they you don't get charged any extra for that but in other clubs if they close the doors they will start taking 80 percent cuts from the girls so uh, yeah there's no rules which means <laughs> it's a little bit chaotic a little bit chaotic, but i yeah. uh, i do like it i really do like it in ireland it's yeah. Yeah. But then why'd you leave? Yeah, that is a good <laughs> question. I I wanted an adventure. So my boyfriend and I wanted an adventure when he came back from New York. New York right. He was like, okay, let's stay in Ireland for maybe a year. But is he from Ireland? He's from well. Ireland. Okay. Yeah. He's a, he's a good bit younger than me. So he was like, I don't want to stay in Ireland forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to live other places as well. And um, we heard amazing things about Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yay. we chose Vancouver. You guys are very generous with your visas to Irish people. <laughs> Yay, we love Irish yeah. people. <laughs> so how are you deciding, like, Vancouver? Had you been here before? Or you just mm. heard a lot of things? No, like, we hadn't oh been here gosh. before. Uh, my brother had lived here for five years. Uh, my best friend from when I was younger is actually still here. Oh, great. Um, and then we had a couple of friends. As soon as we started thinking about Vancouver, we, we kind of, like, realized other friends were like, oh, us too. And so we do have a couple of friends over here as well. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess before we were recording, you're like, 
Vancouver and Toronto. And then we were just talking about the weather there, and it's just fucking awful. Yes. Fucking yeah. awful. That was another reason why we chose it, is because <laughs> Vancouver weather is very similar to it's Ireland, Ireland, except yeah. you guys get an actual summer where we, we don't. <laughs> no, it's just a permagray kind of climate over there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might get like a week or two of really good weather, and uh, and that's it. Oh, uh, so wow. here, yeah, you guys, really nice summer, amazing landscape, nature everywhere. So, so we're blessed here, guys. Vancouver, stop fucking complaining about the weather. Yes, but I also chose it because of Tantra. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so you knew about Tantra. Yes, I okay. knew about Tantra. I knew about Tammy. In Irish Pole Dance Academy, we're very, it's very important to us to celebrate, like, as Arlene would say, like, the OG pole dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tammy has done so much for the industry. Yes, um, she so, has. Yeah. She'll so. be in the podcast. I've been chasing her for so long. Tammy, yeah, like Tammy, <laughs> look at you in. Yeah. <laughs> So it it was important to me to go somewhere that had studios that did exotic and studios that had similar kind of ethos to the place that I was coming from. Right. It was so important for me. And also, you guys have lots of strip clubs. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yes. (laughs) And it is, it's very different over here. And I wanted to get an experience of that as well. Okay, so then you and your boyfriend, you guys pack up, leave Ireland. Mm -hmm. And how long ago is this now? Oh my god, this is this year. Uh, yeah, four months. Four, <laughs> four months, months ago. ago. Ah! Yeah. That's such a whirlwind. I know, oh I know. God. It feels like I've been here for way longer. Oh, crazy. Well, hopefully that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. People fall in love Vancouver and I understand why. <laughs> but okay, so you get to Vancouver. What was kind of like the first kind of lines of priority that you wanted to get into? Was it starting to instruct pole dancing, getting into the clubs here, or... You're just like gonna feel it out for a bit and yeah. wait, or what was the structure? So my my first priority was finding pole, but then also I saw Electric Obsidian, mm-hmm. which is an agency yes. for uh, dancers and entertainers. I saw that they had a post up on Instagram where they were looking for dancers. Perfect timing. It was such good timing. So oh it gosh. all happened at once. Tammy had an ad up looking for studio coordinators as well. So perfect. Yeah, it was great. So <laughs> I did a little bit of that at home for a couple of different studios. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been doing any administrative roles for the last two years. I'd been teaching full time and it was very tiring. It is um, tiring. Yes, I was teaching every day and performing and stripping. Oh my god. And <laughs> um, so it was intense and I wanted to kind of wipe clean my schedule and build it up again over here. So it was yeah. a really great opportunity to do that. So I took on a role as studio coordinator and then in the interview with Tammy Tammy was like well obviously you want to teach too right and I was like yes please <laughs> so she's um, given me a couple of classes which, which is I still amazing. need to take I still need to take your class oh yeah please <laughs> once I'm back <laughs> yes definitely and I enjoy them so much which is great and then Electric Obsidian I emailed them and they got back to me and they were like cool you want to go do this gig which was uh, doing go-go dancing and I had actually done that as well in Ireland. Okay. Yeah, so for two years, I had been dancing in nightclubs. Mainly one nightclub, most Saturdays. And I was doing contortion. I mean, it's not, oh, cool. it's not full contortion. Okay. Yeah, but but to the audience there, it was. Yeah. I was doing like flexibility flow. Let's call it that. I did the splits a lot. <laughs> and I was doing 10-minute sets. And I was doing three 10-minute sets and half an hour of walkabout. So I was mm. used to that kind of structure. And with Electric Obsidian, I usually do four 20-minute long sets. 
of okay. go-go. Yeah, so that was great. And I started doing both of those things at the same time. And then I went from not having anything for the first week or two here, which was great, to being really busy. <laughs> that happened so quickly, too. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, wow. I'm so happy as well. I did actually, oh, I did actually reach out to people before I came to Vancouver. Smart. Yes, I reached out to some of the the more prolific dancers and instructors here mm-hmm. and and I just was like trying to figure out if it was possible to instruct full time and work in the clubs because in Ireland I think I might be one of the only people who doesn't own a studio who does do that full time right yeah. yeah so it was quite unique over there so I just wanted to know am I going to a place where I'm just not going to be able to do that right um, but no it's definitely possible, it's possible. that's what they yeah. all said they were like no, it's obviously possible, possible. <laughs> very physically tiring uh, yes yeah. did you listen to Sydney's episode yes yeah, I did because yeah. she was doing all the things and then she had I a know. really bad bad injury and she yes yeah so it was actually it resonated so well with me because I had a really serious injury in January oh, this year this year oh my um, god tell uh, me about it I I I fell doing hand-to-hand handstands. So I was standing on someone's shoulders. Oh my God. Yeah, and I was popping up into handstands on their hands. And it was someone in the circus industry who I really, really wanted to work with. I was I'm obsessed with their shows. They've like a cult following. Yeah. I was so delighted <laughs> that he asked me to go and train with them. And I fell the right way maybe 40 times and I fell the wrong way twice and I smashed my tibia. Oh, yeah, so I landed God. flat on my foot, my bones knocked together, and it smashed the top of my tibia, so right in my knee. Oh my God. Yeah, I oh, know. Um, wow. Yeah, so. So painful. It, yeah, it was, it was tough. But luckily, with the jobs that I have, so in, in Irish Ball Dance Academy, I've, I had a dancer's fracture before, just mm-hmm. from intensely dancing as well. So I was, I had experience teaching in a big cast and a boot, and <laughs> oh teaching God. from the floor, as I like to call it. Oh, so wow. I did I did as much as I could. I had a lot of help. I had people demonstrating for me. I have a lot of very regular students, so I mm-hmm. could pick out students to demo for me, so we made it work. Oh, good. In the club that I worked in, they oh also God. didn't mind that I was in a big boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you get more tips that way then? I definitely did. <laughs> well, you can totally use that to your advantage. Yeah, so I had one of those boots that locked my leg in a certain position. And I continued dancing. I mostly brought in my regulars so I could Mm -hmm. just sit down with them and they were really understanding about it. Oh my god. They would like order me takeaway and bring me in (laughs) presents and they'd be like, yeah, just hope you're okay. That's perfect. Yes. And then some people just didn't notice, honestly. Really? Yeah, it's so funny what people would want. a big ass boot. I know. It was like (laughs) just ridiculous. Yeah. So... I was fine. Literally and, working through your injury. Yeah, yeah. And I would get, it, it was really, really nice in my club. They would give you a lift home if you wanted a lift That's home. That's so sweet. Yeah, there was a, a guy working there whose job it was just to basically make sure all the girls had everything they wanted. So yeah, I'd be, be getting lifts home and lifts to the club if I wanted to as well. So. That's amazing. It was great. Was yeah, so I, would I mean, my injury sucks. But. Yeah, put my crutches in the, in the staff room and just hobble around <laughs> on the floor all night. <laughs> yeah. How long did it take for that injury to heal, though? Twelve weeks. Oh my god! Yeah, twelve weeks. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. It was it was intense. Yeah. yeah. So I really re- I wanted to reevaluate my schedule because of that. Totally. Um, and just give myself a little a little break, a little a little less 
physically demanding. So right. hopefully you're not going to have anything like that happen again. Yeah, I'm not going to do any more hand-to-hand handstands. So yeah. it's okay. <laughs> you did it. You tried it. Yes. Done, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Check that off. So you had about like a week off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just got right back into the trenches. So yes. How are you finding that work-life balance right now? Are you finding a work-life balance? Oh, it is so difficult. Because mm-hmm. you're working like every single day, basically. Yes. Almost. And does it's helping at the moment that I don't have as much going on here as I did in Dublin. So mm-hmm. because I don't know as many people over here. Not yet. Not yet. And I don't <laughs> have like a super crazy social life over here that I feel like I need to keep up with. So it is a little bit easier. The weather is truly awful as well. So <laughs> it's not like I'm missing out on like going outside. Yeah. <laughs> Especially right now. It's been like raining every single day. Like it's raining right now. Yeah. <laughs> What's new Vancouver? And my boyfriend is working freelance. So he's working from home. So the times I am mm-hmm. home, I do get to spend time with him. So that's good. Yes. We prioritize doing kind of like an activity on Sundays. Last Sunday we went to the cat cafe. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. So, so nice yeah so every Sunday we'll kind of do something together that's Um, pretty sweet yeah but it's important to have that quality time together for sure I think you I think you can still get burnt out really easily even if you're doing all of the things that we know we should do to prevent that yeah you do get burnt out (laughs) yeah no it's definitely possible for sure like for me like when I was I don't know I was traveling for a bit I mean I'm traveling all the freaking time and then like Mm. training for competition and I was like I can't teach anymore I don't have any more time like Mm -hmm. you know working in office work my other job it's it can get to be like a lot right for sure yeah I definitely noticed that when I took I took two weeks here like off here I went to Ireland and I went to Poland right yeah 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 so I actually I had the trip booked before I moved here yeah I went back for a week I worked Oh, good. in the club when I went back nice. I was so happy to be back so happy to see everyone oh my gosh it was, it was really amazing it's like a good homecoming yes and then I taught workshops and I covered classes when I was over there as well and then I went to Poland and I taught workshops for Sway Polwear and when I came right. back here I was completely burnt out and I got a really really bad chest infection oh no um, yeah so much for vacation right yeah <laughs> and then I was like oh okay so that's what it can be like you really do have to have to take care of yourself have to make time for yourself yeah absolutely super important that rest time is super key Mm -hmm. and it's also great that you have someone that's super supportive and that can be there for you and can understand like where you're coming from yeah for sure and he's just he's really really understanding with just helping out on day-to-day things like making sure that I come home and I have dinner after my classes and Mm -hmm. sometimes I just really want to go to bed yeah I (laughs) And yeah, he's like, come to take photos at uh, Electric Obsidian go-go gigs as well. (laughs) And like just for posting and for social media, which is really cool. If he's out on a night out, he'll pick me up from my gigs and we'll get pizza on the way home. Uh, Yeah, it's great. It it fits in really well. And it fit in really well as well when we were back in Ireland and he would actually come to the club all the time. They loved him in the club. fun. Bring bring friends there. Nice. Yeah, hang out there and have a drink. Because it was the kind of place you could go and 
just kind of hang out and have a drink as well. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. So how did you, okay, how did you guys meet and how did you tell him about, you know, stripping and stuff? Were you really open about that with him or? So we met, we met at a dinner party and he didn't know initially that I did pole and everything like that. But I assume like when he saw my Instagram, he was like, oh, okay, that's what this girl does. This yeah, take it or leave I it. post about. <laughs> um, and then we were actually only going out for three months and he moved to New York. So we knew oh, he was wow. going to move to New York the whole time. Yeah. Uh, it was something that we were, you know, we were just going to take that as it came, see how long distance worked for us. And it worked really well. Mm-hmm. We both got to have like quite independent years. Mm-hmm. Um, I visited him four times as well. So <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, which was great. And then pretty quickly, actually after he left, I started doing the nightclub dancing, uh, like go-go, I'd say in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then it was a couple of months then and I rang him and I was like, hey, I'm going to start stripping. And he was like, yep, yeah, that's great. You know, that's, that's awesome. honestly great. So, you know, it was something that both of us had to learn. I didn't know a lot about the industry because it is a lot quieter in Ireland Mm -hmm. it is it is not as booming an industry it's dying I feel in a lot of countries yeah it's definitely dying here yeah we don't have any advertising for our club we don't have an Instagram we don't have a Facebook it's it's like a door on the street it's downstairs you would you'd walk you wouldn't know unless someone told you or unless you're looking for it yeah it's like a little very well kept secret in Dublin (laughs) yeah it's actually under a really really busy bar it's so funny to think of all the people upstairs drinking and they don't know that there's a strip club downstairs and sometimes they wander down Sarah's and they're like what's this <laughs> yeah so take a wrong turn like oh my god yeah so it is quite hidden so yeah we, I had to get used to that and learn a lot about the industry and then he learned about it with me I think because we were kind of growing together mm-hmm. it, it was never really an issue and I love giving dances I love private <laughs> dances I love giving dances I really pride myself on creating an intimate experience right I would be like I had an amazing time giving this dance last night and he'd be like oh that's great tell me more and I was like oh my god this gorgeous guy came in and spent the whole night chatting to him and he's like oh that's cool and like I've made friends in the club and like actually one of them called me recently and I spent 40 minutes on the phone to him just like laughing and catching up and my boyfriend's like who was that and I was like a guy from the club and he's like oh amazing he doesn't just doesn't mind at all we're just very that's awesome two very not jealous people anyway it helps that definitely helps <laughs> jealousy is never a good thing uh, no it's not healthy at all no really it's, it comes from a lot of insecurities but that's another episode yeah. in itself so so that's great that you have it support and like he's just there for you and he understands and yes yeah definitely and uh we've learned a lot about about stripping and about sex work together and the differences in different countries as well and uh, he's definitely an advocate for sex workers rights and awesome. yeah he does everything that he can for have to have him on the show <laughs> oh yeah he's great yeah he, he's brilliant actually we went um we went to see jack the stripper when we were in did New you York. yes um, yeah so we went to fan. see her stand up and it was so good and I was chatting to her afterwards I was telling her I was a pole dancer as well and a stripper as well and she was like oh amazing and I bought her book and then she was like oh and what about you to my boyfriend and, and he was like oh well actually I, I work for Thinks he works for Thinks the period proof oh yeah cool yeah, yeah super so he, progressive yeah, yeah so he does all their illustrations for their Instagram quotes cool yes. <laughs> I know oh yeah that's so neat 
Yeah, yeah, he's great. So she was like, oh my God, I love them. Yeah. I wear them, they're amazing. And he was like, hey, I'll put you in touch with them. So he actually put Jack the Stripper in touch with Thinks and then they Did featured her in an article with loads of different sex workers in oh, it and about so cool. stripping and having your period and what. how do you manage do you, that? And yeah, because yeah. Yeah. that is a thing, guys. It is a thing, yeah. I personally do not make more money, but uh, the girls I know are like, wow, I make bank on my period, so. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I'm always like so nervous when I dance, and I usually am dancing at the club when I have my period. Oh, it always <laughs> yeah, it always happens. Every time I have a photo always. shoot, I have my period. Fuck. Actually, it always lines up that way. There's very little nudity in our club, and okay. you don't. If you are gonna dance on stage, you better not take off your clothes. <laughs> right? Yeah, because the girls are like, "Oh, who's this guy yeah, on stage doing that? What's going on?" When no one dances on stage <laughs> and in the VIP dances it is up to um, up to you what you do in the VIP dances the okay. general rule written on the wall is no touching so you can always mm. be like no touching or you can yeah. give air dances if you want but if you're if you're in there with someone like a regular or if you're in there with, with someone that you have a really great relationship with you can create your own boundaries that's amazing yeah. that's yeah. so, so cool yeah it is good wow, so different mm. so like what about your experience here in Vancouver so far mm-hmm, how is yeah. that oh my god it's so different so different oh my god <laughs> yeah so I knew it would be different because of really great resources like this podcast mm-hmm. and I listened to Yay. every episode of strippers with anxiety as well yes, which yeah. is great and she her episode's gonna be airing pretty soon oh amazing yeah. okay hey, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, so I I had and actually I ended up doing go-go in the Granville strip so that's right. where I primarily do go-go I'll be there tonight <laughs> um, and usually like most Saturdays as well oh my god I don't think anything could have prepared me for how like large scale it is though like <laughs> it is a huge place right and the stage shows are incredible amazing oh amazing. my god yeah. The costumes, it's such a huge production to go yes. from a club where you just don't see anyone dancing ever to going to see people dancing for 20 minutes straight with a, like a narrative throughout their set. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's Mind so blowing. impressive. Oh wow. Yeah. So I, I love, I'm doing go-go and I'm like watching everyone dance. I'm like, so oh, they're cool. so great. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> And then the idea of having separate VIP girls and mm-hmm. separate stage girls was completely new to me. So doing GoGo there helped me really learn what was going on there. Yeah, and, the structure is completely different. Yeah, here. and then then it's different again for me as a go-go dancer if I wanted to do private dances then there's another set of rules that that apply to me so it's difficult to kind of keep up with everything that's going on. Did you want to speak in that because we we spoke with Mm. um, Radio Soleil um, on episode what is that four or something? A long time ago so if you guys need a refresher can you kind of like tell us how that goes? Yeah so it's interesting because she does work both in both aspects there whereas I just do go-go but I will do private dances Mm, and I have done right yeah so um, it's just so I was asked for for doing a private dance and I was like oh yeah sure and I had to figure out how to do that (laughs) I didn't know where the rooms were I didn't know how much it cost I didn't know who to talk to I didn't know what was going on um so yeah which actually is 
is how I learned how to do it in Dublin as well. Uh, right. We were told, the only rule we were told in Dublin when we sat down, we were like, how does it work? We were expecting him to tell us like how priced they are and where yeah. you get the dance and stuff. And he just looked at us and he just goes, don't have sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were like, oh, right. Okay. okay sure. All right. Can do. Uh, so there was the other girls who had to tell us like your drinks, you get five euro and your drinks and your, your 30 euro dances, you bring them in here and the more expensive dances, you can bring them in there. And this is how it works. And, and they track out that token system. Then the token system with right. not that what we didn't learn oh about that but it's a really learning as you go along we yeah had to, had to figure it out so I had to figure that out then when I was in the Granville Strip so <laughs> I was like okay cool I can do this I can do this this place is huge and there's so many people here and it's really loud yeah but okay I can figure this out and the guy that I was giving a dance to the first time he was like super super lovely he had gotten a dance there before as well so Perfect. yeah he was so he's he already well versed yeah, yeah. so it's different because you you don't get paid in advance I find that crazy no no you do not <laughs> that's why it's just like money up front this is the dance yeah yeah but yeah. it can be hard sometimes i'm like let's start with one and then we'll see and i'm just like just get the goddamn three dances or whatever you want uh, you know? i know yeah i had known about that from listening to canadian and american podcasts mm-hmm. and i was like okay that's, yeah. that's gonna be different because some people have gotten fucked mm-hmm. in that situation it's like hey I sold you like $500 worth of dances and you only gave me three. Yeah, so I was scared. (laughs) (laughs) And then also I was super nervous about tipping. So we don't tip out in Ireland. Right. Not a huge tipping culture in general. It's, yeah, we, if we get a lift home or something, I'll maybe give the guy who drives us some money and he won't take it. Like, yeah. you just don't, you're, you're family there. We're all working together. Yeah. So, yeah, besides the the house cut of 50%, you don't tip out anyone. We also don't have a DJ. So, yeah, what? we have an iPod playing in the corner. And oh, my God. Songs. Oh, it's tiny. <laughs> it's a tiny play. Oh, wow. It's so yeah, different Yeah, my boyfriend there. actually made a playlist for the club. Like, it's a real small place. You can put on your own music and everything. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's a completely different experience. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So I was like, who do I tip? Do I tip everyone? What's going on? Yeah. So you just have to ask people. You totally. like, I don't know. Tell me what to do. Yeah. And you have to hope that they're telling you the right the thing. Yeah. <laughs> the truth. So yeah. So that's um, how I did it. Yeah. It's just, it is different. It is, mm-hmm. Yeah. The setup is different. The rooms are different, but it is different from club to club as well. Totally. So it's mm. been an experience. <laughs> it has been an experience, but I, one thing that I loved doing in Dublin was introducing people to the club. Right. And I've, I, I kind of, how did actually. you do that though? So I, I counted before this podcast, I've brought seven people to work to that club. Wow. Yeah. And six of them still work there. That's amazing. (laughs) Old recruiter. Yeah. So I was the person then who was like, no one's going to tell you what's going on. Yeah. This is your tour. This is how you do it. So yeah. And they're always looking for girls because we don't have a schedule. So they're like, sometimes we only have two people working. So yeah. If they're always like, yeah, no, you can work here. No problem. That's so cool. Yeah. So I like to be the the guide that I never had. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, so back to Vancouver. So I guess you're just trying to maneuver and mm. figure things out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you think you have things down now? <laughs> I oh yes, On the, until I go to another club, and then it'll probably be different there. Yeah, there's um, some a lot of similarities here in Vancouver with all the clubs. Okay, and, um, some of them are different. The strip is different though because they're not part of the agency. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, that's so the only thing we we don't have agencies back home and we don't have circuits. Right, right, so, right. yeah, that's completely new to me as well. So I guess if I did end up wanting to or having to go on the circuit, that would be completely different for yeah. me. Yeah, and that's completely. a whole... We've done a lot of episodes on that. It's just so different. So basically, there's an agency, which you usually work with StripperNet. That's mm-hmm. the one here. Usually they'll send... If you want to be on the circuit, they'll send you up to like Fort St. John and all these places. Mm-hmm. And you know, none of your accommodations are booked. Like your flights are not booked some mm-hmm. people think for some reason oh we get to fly for free i'm like yeah on whose dime like it's yeah. your own time and then there's some different structures some clubs have quotas like i guess more so in alberta okay as opposed to here and there's also independent it's another agency too based in alberta they structured differently there mm-hmm. too so there's a couple different ways so if you ever were interested in getting some stage shows that's kind of like the structure how it'd work at penthouse i do let some of the vips go on stage on like oh, fridays wow, okay. and saturdays so if you want to do that i think you have to talk to the dj yeah and like you have to tip them out and whatever but yeah you get to dance to like one song oh, for wow. those situations okay so because we do have the roster of girls and that's there for like the five nights or yeah. the six nights or seven nights or whatever whichever club you're at so mm-hmm. it's a little bit it's a little different for that but you, you never know you might get lucky there's you know sydney got lucky i also got really lucky too right i'm like yeah. i just want to work downtown yes so it just depends i think there's different ways of doing it and at the moment though with my schedule i would love to be back on stage mm-hmm. my happiest moments were getting up on stage in my home club in dublin and especially because people weren't expecting anyone to get up on stage yeah. anytime there were Canadians or Americans in I would you know because I knew that that's what they were expecting and yeah they would always tip but then other people would be like why aren't there girls dancing on stage and I'd be like buy me a drink and I will or buy a dance and I will or give me a tip and I will so totally you can do that as well but those moments of being on stage and just making a whole room full of people happy is so fun like, and just so commanding rewarding. an audience you know yeah so great so it is something that I would really love to do as much as I love VIPs I love giving dances and that's Mm -hmm. what stripping has been for me is is giving dances yeah I would love to to get back up on stage totally I actually did with Renchek and I yeah yeah yeah. we haven't talked about that yet let's talk about that totally forgot oh my god just like loving this whole conversation So when I was reaching out to everybody around the same time as I was starting in Tantra with my studio coordinator job and doing Electric Obsidian, <laughs> um, I also saw Wrench Check, which is an event that I knew nothing about. Yeah. Um, but it's an event that's on the last Friday of every month. Mm-hmm. And if you perform there, it's amateurs only. But if you perform there, uh, you have the chance to win your rent check, basically. So right. I think the winner gets like $500 and then the runner up gets 300 and then the, the people who come third get like 100 right. And then they get vouchers as well for, for various different clothing stores or whatever. Yeah. It happens to be that month, which is great. 
Um, Yeah, so I contacted them because I saw that they said professionals can't compete. Right. But that you could possibly open the show. And yeah, I was like, as a guest performance. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at this point, I thought that they had pole. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. No, I know. I knew nothing. <laughs> oh so, God. yeah, I had just gotten here. A couple of my friends had gone and they were like, it's so much fun. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Okay, I'll do that. So I went, I, I emailed them and they were super, super lovely. And they were like, yeah, we'd love to have you open the show next month. So it was like a month away. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. And they were like, just so you know, we don't have pole though. And I was like, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I actually have done a couple of non-pole routines in Dublin and, okay. and around Ireland as well, because I know a lot of burlesque people and they mm-hmm. were like, hey, be in my show, make this act. And then I, <laughs> that act would get requested. Right. So I've done that a couple of times as well yeah so I was like oh hey I'll do a version of that yeah that'll be great in Ireland we don't get naked on stage (laughs) yeah I think you are actually allowed with the nudity laws it is legal to do that in Ireland um, as opposed to some other countries and, and states where it's not Right. legal at all but you actually can but people just don't people just don't it's, yeah. it's not no one does that yeah no and yeah so I was like oh cool okay well this will be new um, <laughs> yeah and then I had my period as well <laughs> I was like great right, of course, course. <laughs> yes um, and I was working my first night as a studio coordinator in Tantra so I was like closing up the studio and going really really quickly like my boyfriend met me after work we went for food and then we went straight away to the venue oh my and, god yeah and then uh, he actually had to bribe his way in what yeah because I obviously just walked in because I was a performer that night but he queued and then by the time the end of the queue got up to the top they were like it's full and he was like my girlfriend's performing they were like yeah no we don't care and he was like they were like how badly do you want to get in and he was like oh so he had to like really sweet talk his way in and like yeah but then everyone was like oh we're so glad you got in so yeah they they wanted him to get in but yeah he was just yeah he he had a shafted yeah (laughs) but anyway he was there he got to see me rent check was incredible yeah yeah it was such a great experience it was really in line with a lot of the events that I've done in Dublin okay perfect yeah so it is more of a what I would consider like DIY culture totally yeah yeah so it's it's very much celebrating every body type everyone from all walks of life anyone can get up there and dance. yes anyone can get up there and do anything you don't have to strip you can get up there and just shake your butt for a song you can get up there and just hair flick for a song you can do whatever you like there were amazing performances there were some really really fun performances yes. it's some people decide on the night to do it and that's fine as well well, it's so fun. <laughs> Such a lively crowd. I actually performed at right after one of the women who had started Renchek and she was eight months pregnant. Oh my and gosh. she got fully nude on stage. Amazing. And it was so beautiful. Yeah. yeah oh my it was God. Amazing. Yeah, so I got some really great photos from it. Yeah. And I really, really loved it. It was, it really did make me think of Dublin. It was like getting changed Aww. in this teeny, teeny, tiny little curtained off space. <laughs> and yeah. It's just a really, a really welcoming atmosphere. Totally. I would 
highly recommend that night to people um, if they want something like completely different. Yeah. It was funny because we also went to the retro strip show around the same time. Yeah. Which is a really highly produced show. Yeah. A really expertly crafted show. Nikki's supposed to be on the show soon too. Yay! (laughs) Love Nikki so much. (laughs) Um so and that's obviously, you know, there's like live bands and the the penthouse is so gorgeous. And And there's so much history there too. So much history. It's so 70s, it's so cool. I love it. And it's like completely (laughs) the opposite of Rancher and the Astoria it's like completely different vibes but similar ideas behind it and it's so great to see things being celebrated in such completely different ways as well yeah so great experience oh and and by the way I did get paid as well oh good to perform yeah that was stipulated it was like you cannot win the money yeah but we will pay you a fee and I was like oh yeah great and they give away free uh free condoms and free lube as well yeah yeah and they have a lot of like they've like consent stations and stuff at Rencheck to teach you about to about consent and boundaries and safe sex and everything like that love that that. so So important Mm. how do they judge the I guess probably is it more like popularity contest it's a popularity yeah. contest. Yes, yeah, so they do Fun. the good old clapping. Who's <laughs> loudest? Who can make the most noise? Yes. Yeah, and the 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 worthy winner won definitely that night because we stuck around and watched the whole show, oh. and it, we we couldn't leave. It was so much yeah. fun. It was so much fun. Such a good so, environment. Too. Yeah, it was great. So there's some people who perform there all the time as well, right. and people who really know each other all the time. It's really nice. It's really well, nice. Community. Nice community. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. Yeah, the MC was great as well. Perfect. So guys, check it out. Last Friday of the month and we're not sponsored but it's yeah. <laughs> a fun thing to do if you want to get naked it's another avenue you can go down so mm-hmm. but I guess with that we'll go into some Q&A there's just a few questions here because I think some of them have already been answered but we could just maybe do a quick review sure but is it better, safer, more money in North America versus Ireland? Okay, yeah, really good question. Better? I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. If you want to do stage shows, yes, is better. <laughs> in North America? Yes. Yes. Oh, for sure. If you want to be kind of like someone whose name is like, stage name is like up on Instagram, it's promoed and like you have lots of followers and you promote to your followers and you have like, merch and stuff like that and posters like all of that is an industry over here that does not exist in Ireland like no one could name a stripper in Ireland they're all nameless they're nameless it's a much more casual experience the clubs don't promote their house girls or anything like that it's a a more underground type of place right Um, is it safer the clubs here are bigger and there's more security but I yeah I don't know I guess it's quite possibly the same Mm -hmm. and to know your boundaries and know how you're going to how you're going to enforce those boundaries everywhere yeah for sure I've only had one bad experience in the club in Dublin. Oh, do you want to share? Yeah, so it is It is important to acknowledge these things. It, one guy, he was like quite drunk and he wanted a 30 euro dance. It's always bad news when they Fuck. want a 30 euro dance. Ew. It was a really quiet night. I think it was a Thursday or a Wednesday. Weeknights were really quiet. So I was like, fine, I'll give you a stupid 30 euro dance, like whatever. <laughs> 
Um, and as soon as I sat him down, I could tell he was going to be really handsy, kept reaching out to grab me. Yeah. And I kept pushing him down. I'm super strong. And also, you're in the position of power. You are a very tall person, this little person sitting in front of you. They are like a small man. <laughs> They're not wearing these heels. They're not in a place that they are comfortable in or an environment that they're used to like they're mm-hmm. in your house yeah so I always feel in control when I'm yeah. giving dances of course yeah and I pushed him down and I pushed his hands away and I made the mistake of turning around and he bit me on the <gasps> ass Fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. And at the time I was like, oh my god. And it was like more of an inconvenience to me. And I was just like, that's it. Bye bye. And we're done here. Yeah. And I walked straight out and I told management what happened. And they got him out of the room. And he was like, really sorry. And he was with his friend. And his friend was like, apologizing loads for him. And I was like, I just don't want to talk to you guys. Just leave me alone. So fucking disrespectful. Right. And I was like, oh, just go away. And then they should have kicked him out. And they didn't. Oh, they didn't. And they let him stay and I don't know why because they just sat really sadly in the corner the whole yeah. night but my boyfriend was actually there having a drink with his friend oh, yeah and so God. I went up to him and I was like that guy just beat me <laughs> my boyfriend <laughs> was like what why did they kick him out and I was like oh the effort of that I don't know just leave it but then over the next few days a really bad bruise developed and it like Fuck. really 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 bad and oh then I started God. getting more and more upset about it yeah and then I showed my manager that and they were like yeah we're sorry and actually some of the other patrons in the club them of the regulars they were like that wasn't right they should have kicked him out yeah and, absolutely uh, yeah and then they bought loads more dances with me as well perfect so that kind great. of worked out yeah it's a so, shitty situation to be in though. yeah but you could turn around anywhere and anyone could do that like, yeah. And then and then that's it. You know, right. your dance is over. You walk out, and that's it. So, but that's honestly, what's the only the that's only bad good. thing that's ever happened to me in two years? That's good. That's yeah. really good. So, okay. So, what was it? Better, safer, more money. Right. More yeah. money for sure over here. Really? Yeah. So, especially from what I've been led to believe, as a stage girl, you get uh, like a flat rate. Yeah. You so do. yeah. So for go going, I do get a flat rate as well. Then you guys get tips on stage. So yeah. We don't get tipped on stage. Right, for when you guys are go-going. Oh, yeah, for go-going, we do get some tips. Oh, good. Yeah, which is great. Sometimes we get loads and sometimes we get absolutely nothing, (laughs) Um, which is is fine. Depends on the night. (laughs) Yeah, so, but in Dublin, you very rarely get tips. On stage. On stage or even in dances. It's just less of a tipping culture. Right. And you really do have to ask for a tip. Yeah, but I guess you're earning, earning euro though in Ireland. Yeah, that's so what I'm looking at. It. It's like more money in more that aspect. More money in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, and you can you can walk out whenever you want. You can leave whenever you want. You can arrive whenever just you want sweet. in my club, which is good. And you earn money on drinks in my club. So I don't know, though I <laughs> I, I share the, the same dressing room as some of the girls here and they they're, they're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, they have they have good nights and bad nights like everywhere. Totally. Um, but yeah, they're killing it. And they're Sweet. killing it here. So there's great opportunities here. Yes, there are lots of opportunities, guys. <laughs> and then I guess we kind of talked about this a little bit. So what is the strip culture like in Europe? I think we've definitely gone over that. I would just say quiet. If you were going to sum yeah. it up in one word, it would be quiet. Yeah, it's um, not like here. So It's not. But you could have one night where there's only three patrons in the club and still make money. Or you could have a night where there's three and you'd make nothing. Or you could have a night where 50 people are in and you're making no money at yeah. all or you can I've been in the club when not one person has walked through the door and we've all just fallen asleep <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they've been interesting. January, guys, is a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. Yeah. <laughs> Which goes into the next question. How would a Canadian gal go about moving to Europe to be a stripper? What do I need to know? So January is not a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. January, not a good time. December, amazing. Yeah. Holidays. Yes. <laughs> so good. So, okay. So in, in terms of like official details, I was asked for nothing when I started in the club in Dublin. <laughs> yeah, they, they never asked for my name, my address, where I was from. Wow. Nothing. Yeah, you, I never filled out a form. Okay. I never wrote anything down anywhere. I gave them my phone number eventually because I've become friends with them and because yeah. they'll be like, text me and be like, we have two girls working, please come in. And I'm like, <laughs> nah. But that's the only reason why. Right. So yeah, you as a Canadian person, if they want to go to Dublin... And work there just walk right on in honestly yeah I didn't keep that in mind <laughs> yeah tell them Kelsey sent you <laughs> there we go yeah. awesome and I guess we talked about this too what brought you to Canada I mean many reasons yeah yeah but. so yeah just a, an adventure in a place that's like not not super super different to Dublin I suppose right. good it's a good visa to have it's two years yeah so yeah good amount of time so mm-hmm. and last question what's next for you what's next for me oh my god I honestly don't know it was actually <laughs> only recently that I looked back on my I did a I did a master's in Dublin and I was in like a master's group on Facebook and I saw that someone had posted three years ago there being like oh what's everyone up to after their master's and I had written I've just started teaching pole dancing in a new studio and doing admin for them and I had been working in an office and I left and I want to do it full-time so hopefully that will happen and that did happen so yeah I don't know what the next three years could do because things have changed so drastically for me totally um but I will definitely always have decided I'm definitely going to be in some aspect of the sex industry yeah I love it it's great I honestly have wanted to do it my whole life anytime I saw it in films or on tv I was like that looks so cool that's That's what I want to (laughs) do it's just what I wanted and I know amazing pole dancers who are 40 50 60 I'll be doing pole as long as I can for sure and I also know amazing girls who've worked in the club that I worked in in Dublin they've worked there for seven years and they are making more money than any of us (laughs) yeah so I'll I'll do that as long as they'll have me as well Um, perfect yeah okay so I guess this brings us to the end of the show but let's use this time to market yourself where can we find you oh okay yeah cool so I am Leanne Dance Dance on Instagram mm-hmm. and I mostly post pictures of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. So um, I have like posted, started posting like a little bit less on there because of shadow banning and mm-hmm. Fasta and Sesta and stuff yes. like that. So I do have an Admire Me account as well if you want to see more pictures of my butt. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And the link is in my Instagram. I don't know how much longer I'll be able to keep that there, but we'll see. I do a lot of work with Electric Obsidian. I have a lot of gigs with them coming up. I don't know when this will air, but I assume I still have more gigs with them. So if you just keep up with them, their costumes are incredible. They're the best. They're the best. Yeah, they are honestly so good. They've been so good to me. I 
time I have a lot of fun dancing with them so Saturdays at the Granville Strip I will usually be in that cage Yay. or on that little pole looking over at the <laughs> at the, the giant pole the very giant pole and I will also be teaching at Tantra so if yes. you are taking classes at Tantra check out my classes check out everyone's classes they're so good mm-hmm. if you haven't been to Tantra and you're interested in pole just do it just do yeah. it guys just do it call walk in whatever you want to do have a look at the website we'll help you out um I new resolutions be, right yeah for sure <laughs> i might be the one that greets you at the desk or i might be teaching you i'm everywhere <laughs> yes you'll definitely hear me if i'm there as well yes. very loud um but yeah i that's everything that i'm doing at the moment here but you never know maybe i'll be performing more oh i am also going to be performing in march oh yeah in for uh, Jennifer's show oh yeah next show yes. yes so i don't i don't know any more details than that i don't know if she she's also even said telling other people she mentioned it on the show she's like something's happening this spring okay yeah more so, details to come so i will be <laughs> yeah, performing yeah. in march in something yes. that's happening in spring but i yeah book me for performances i will i'll do whatever you want i've done oh my god i've done so <laughs> many different things especially in ireland a variety of shows a variety of places i've performed at swingers parties i've performed at burlesque <laughs> events i've performed at um, pirate themed events i've what? performed outside inside i've Hire done her. yes circus everything i i do aerial hoop too i can do the splits for go. hours so yeah I, all the things yes i gladly fit in some more performances as well if anyone <laughs> has anything going on perfect <laughs> well you guys know where to find her all the links are going to be up on the episode also on instagram as well so make sure you follow strip by Sia and my personal Sia Steph. Like, rate, subscribe, review, all things. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you for another fucking cool episode next time, next week on Sunday. All right, guys. Peace out. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Bye. Steph Sia, aka Kim G. Music by Ted D. Photography by Ian Dabern and graphics by Maria.